Elisal Chit Chats aims to make information available for everyone. The podcast transcripts are on elisalchitchats.wordpress.com for the hearing impaired and those who'd like to read instead. Thank you for engaging. Good morrow, good people. Before I commence with today's episode, I just want to do a shout out to T. Noir, who is a YouTuber who, if she had a podcast, I would totally listen to. Last night, I watched one of her videos about being a basic bitch and stan culture, and I just wanted to thank her for reigniting that spark in me to speak my mind and share some of my personal experiences. You know, this was my intention with the podcast to reach those who have the same experiences as myself and to remind them that, dude, you're not weird. Maybe people around you don't get it. But there's a whole world out there that actually gets it, and they think they're just as odd as you are. As much as I love spreading positivity, I have said before, I am not an affirmations person. I get by with growing through what I go through, because affirmations sometimes don't even come near to that which I need to hear or that which I'm going through. Because again, you could give me your advice. But if it doesn't work for me, I'll think that I'm the problem because it seems to work for everyone else. I know that's a bit screwed up, but yeah. My podcast is to actually connect. It's not a self-help audiobook. They just don't work for me. Hi, my name is Raineth and welcome to Illiso Chit Chats. My mind's about to burst. Bear with me. Today I dive in deep. I didn't think I'd talk about this topic today or ever, but I want to. And I'm allowing myself because I'm very sensitive about my interactions with people. There are certain things that I think and I can't talk to certain people because they just wouldn't understand or I'd feel like they take it personal, like they'd be offended or something. I have exactly one person who I talk to about this. He gets it. Not entirely, but it's comfortable to talk to him about it. So, my hair. I never realized certain things about myself or the world before I went natural. It wasn't easy. Not that I had struggles with the hair journey itself. I had struggles with how I would navigate life if I went natural. Number one. If I went natural, I wouldn't be able to style my hair the way I always did. Fringe, crazy, messy, whatever I see with grunge people. I always liked how emo and pastel gods did their hair. I took pictures with my messy, long hair, in their point of view, short hair, which I thought was so cool. <laughs> Number two, that was my style. And if I did my hair differently, then it wouldn't feel like me. Number three, in conjunction with number two, my friends and the people at school would view me differently than you know what they used to. I remember one time I actually cut my hair because the hair at the back wasn't growing, and this girl always asked me whether I'd cut I had cut my hair. So I felt a little insecure and thought, okay, let me start again because it probably looks like shit. Why does she keep saying that? So I cut it. Unfortunately, tragically, <laughs> my haircut was also a disaster. 
and I was completely heartbroken that I had to go even shorter. It took me long to recover, but yay, my hair finally grew like at the same levels, and I was happy. After high school, I wanted to dye my hair ruby, and it came out copper. It was ruby for like a week or so, but eventually I started to like it because of how beautiful it looked when it eventually grew out. I had ombre hair, I mean, come on. <laughs> and my hair actually grew longer than it had before. I then thought of how limiting it is now that my hair is this color and I'm into color braids. Let me dye it black after two years of being ombre so that I'd be able to do the color braids that I like. And there it started. My hair was just not doing great. I couldn't get it back to the glory that it had been when it was ombre. I could see a significant difference in the hair at the back. It was shorter than the rest. So I cut it. Again. I, yeah, I bleached it and then I dyed it midnight blue, which washed out. I bought gentian violet to help the color and this lady at a teller in some supermarket looked at me and she was amused. So I asked her what she was looking at and she asked me what was happening with my hair. I said that I dyed it and she said that, oh, I thought you had an accident with a blue pen. <laughs> Self-esteem deteriorating. What is the language? Deteriorating. There you go. In one hand, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I should just get rid of my hair and have short hair forever. And I was also insecure because my partner had met me with hair and now his girlfriend will be bald. What's gonna happen there? We've been together almost a year, but I thought, no. He'd been there through all my hair changes with the dyeing and some of it falling out. My braids, my change of styles, let me not have shallow thoughts. And I said to him, when I take out these braids, I'm going to cut all my hair off. He was like, okay. Sometimes you need to hear an okay. That's it, nothing else. I did. Now as my hair started growing again, I was like, I'm not even going to touch it anymore. My relaxer never came out great anyway. Always after they did my hair, it would be relaxed from my roots until halfway at the ends. Then it would feel dry dry. That was probably chemical burn or heat damage. And here I am wasting money on something that I know will go away once I wash my hair because I hated straight flat hair. So no, it was hard for my mom to understand and her not understanding contributed to me feeling still a little insecure about my hair. But eventually she stopped saying, But you said you don't want to relax your hair anymore. Every time that I mentioned how long it took me to complete a full wash day. When I started feeling my hair, I was keen on wearing it out. <laughs> want to show off, you know? So we went to a braai with my friends and one of them asked me, So what made you decide to wear your hair like that? And I was like, this is my hair. I didn't do anything to it. This is what my hair actually looks like in its natural form. I suppose from that conversation alone, a lot more things started to unravel. My school life, my role or who I used to be in my friend group 
things that were said to me by my friends and other people in school, things that were said about me, my adult life from the moment that I entered university up until now. And every time that these things would pop into my mind and I actually thought about it, I think about it still, I'm like, holy shit, I am black. <laughs> Listen, this thought didn't exist to me because I always saw people as people and I never zoomed in on being black or white or colored or whatever, you know, and I'd always advocated on being colorblind, but I realize now that that was so wrong. And hear me, I still see people as people because we're all human, but I have never respected the differences that people have as much as I do now, because I feel like your differences are something that I should acknowledge, but you are still human to me and I should love or respect you with them. How else is it real life if you are exactly the same as I am? It's like knowing everything and living. We can't. Living is the experiences that you have. So I became aware of my blackness. I also did philosophy modules at university. So here I am, existentialist to the core. And I'm like, wait, I never had an identity problem, actually. I like what I like because I am me. Even the things I listened to in high school, the things I watched still at my old age, I still like them and I still watch them. But I don't belong anywhere because I can't find community that has the same experiences as I do. Like-minded people who don't say that only this type of group experiences such things, etc, etc. My friends are present, but something is missing. What if I go through something and I can't talk to them because they won't understand? And if I talk to the other friends, they won't understand either because they're also a different lot. So what now? I learned how to do my hair through the internet and I know my hair's needs and my own. I learned this through natural hair forums and the most amazing part of these natural hair forums was that everyone was different. The fact that our hair falls into the same category doesn't mean that I should like this type of music, I should like these types of films, I should be friends with these types of people. Yes, my hair is a political statement most of the time. I am a black woman, but that doesn't mean that I am the same as every other black woman out there. We all have different experiences. And in that community itself, I found that there were also micro-communities. And ones that I actually feel comfortable in, always having been the odd one out. The anime fans, the alternative rock fans, the gossip girl fans, the young adult readers, the only black girl in the friend group, you know, people who do have other black friends by the way. But yeah. <laughs> so this is what going natural did for me. Firstly, I learned patience. I learned to search endlessly on the internet for my hair type's needs and came across memes that I felt were like an inside joke that I understood. All that time twisting my hair gave me an opportunity to actually listen to my thoughts and get to know myself. I learned to look at my identity to myself 
and I became aware of the identity that I have once I'm out there in the world and it educated me a lot about my experiences. It definitely did teach me to accept my differences and respect other people's differences but to respect my own differences in the sense that I can tell people to stop with the stereotyping and actually see me because I cannot accept your view of me that is based off of general assumptions about a group of people. So yeah, see the hairs and the introduction to a world that I finally feel like I belong in with or without my differences. Clink clink. Are you an artist or do you own a small business? This is the slot for you. We know that starting up is hard. Relying on friends and family to spread the word isn't always helpful. But luckily, you don't have to stand in this heat and moody weather to spread flyers. Social media is there to help you with that. But we're also here to take the ease off and offer you a free promo for your business or your art. All you have to do is send us a message on Twitter at Ray and at Ilisil underscore SA on Instagram telling us about what it is that you do and also a small bio about yourself. Please include your socials where people can find you and see what it is that you're doing. Don't forget to tell your audience and clients to listen to the podcast and share so that everyone can hear your promo. Grab the opportunity with both hands and let's help each other grow. This week on The Audience Perspective. This week I feel like doing shoutouts left, right and center because people just, people are amazing. Hey you, you're amazing. So speaking of amazing people, whoever turned Showmax into a thing, thank you. We never really had access to South African films as easily as Showmax has made it. Disclaimer, I'm not sponsored by Showmax or any of the things that I talk about. I'm just sharing. So during the lockdown, I revived my Showmax account because I just had nothing to do. I don't have the attention span or stamina to sit in front of the TV in our lounge, so this was perfect. I've never watched this much local films before. The short films that I've seen, wow, 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 wow. Every now and then I search for something to watch and I came across Bulbasit. This 2014 film is, di- is directed by Jakub Bauer and beautifully written by Sarki Bueta. It uses rugby as a metaphor and looks into masculinity. To be more specific, being male in South Africa. The promo poster on Showmax is of Ludwig Binger. I am such a fan. Blush, blush. <laughs> that is initially what got me interested. I knew that it had something to do with sports. Mind you, I don't do sports. I don't have the attention span to sit in front of a TV. I can watch a film, but I cannot watch sports. It's extremely boring, and even if I understood the sport, I still wouldn't sit and watch it. In terms of the game in the movie, it's 80 minutes, a game's length. This is close enough. But I never expected to see what I did. 
I love this film because of how accurate it describes not only masculinity. I'm not an expert about that part, by the way. I don't even know how this lady got into the opposite sex's brain, but the South African experience in general is what I'm talking about. Um, our race dynamics. Things we think but no one really talks about except stand-up comedians or on the radio. But this is a group of diverse people. South Africa's acting faces that you definitely know and also people who you wouldn't normally see in the same films, let alone in the same space, film and TV-wise, talking about these things. It amazed me. Because I'm like, there is no way that they walked off set and didn't take anything away from the experience of filming it. I learned quite a lot. The film starts with distorted footage of a rugby game. Then you see a clear, extreme close-up shot of an eye. There's an audio clip of the news and a heartbeat. Then someone else's eye and a clock ticking. Then back to the game. And then comes choir music, men singing, the game, a speech. It's just, at this point I'm like, why are there so many close-ups of people sweating? It's uncomfortable to watch. I don't know if I can watch. So I just closed my eyes and listened instead. And then the game was over and the men continued singing while speaking over the singing. And I peeked every now and then. After the side-by-side -side sequences of close-up shots, this thing has individual shots and the credits eventually end with its title and subtitle. Bulbisit, a steady van stemme. Bull possession, a study of voices. Here I became aware that this is a play, but it says a study of voices, so I don't know what I'm watching yet, but okay, let's do this. So basically the film consists of monologues and dialogues that talk about these men and their various experiences in the social roles of being a man individually, a man in the race groups apart, and their different race groups in contact with each other. It is accompanied by creative cinematography to make it feel less like you're watching a play, but you kind of soon forget about it as the topics get deeper and we focus solely on these people's experiences. It's so raw when they talk. It's like every actor is linked to the experience of the character and they know exactly what they're talking about that you think that these lines aren't learned. I'll admit it was a little hard to watch because of how raw it is. I couldn't watch it in one sitting. Also because it's a play and it's so energetic, it kind of takes your breath away because you're thrown with all these things being said and the actions that they're mimicking. It's too much. Not in a bad way though. It's like you want to go, take a breath and calm down so you can come back and watch. I think you need the stomach as well because you'll be fatigued by everything. Maybe this is why I don't watch sports, but I think it would be better for me to see it live than having to watch it on screen because of the different pacing of it. Not sports, the play. So onto why I think this film is important. It's the only film that I can think of that has popular white actors, black actors, colored actors in one production. Last week I mentioned that, and this is something that was also mentioned in the film, 
is that you can't talk about South Africa without connecting it to the past 50 years of its history. But I said that I would like to see a film. And I'm not talking about series. Thank you, Mnet, for doing that. But films in which we are not separated. This one does mention the history. But I appreciate the fact that South African actors came together from their different acting backgrounds and starred in this film. So we, the fans, if we really stand them, ew, it doesn't feel good to speak slang, but if we really do, then we would watch this film instead of avoiding it because, I don't know, maybe language barriers. It brings us together, just like a sports game would. I realized that we don't watch films because we don't understand certain languages. I'm not sure. I also don't want to assume, but I think we separate our films as if language is a genre itself, as if the different language eliminates some universal experiences that we share. I mean, I've seen the exact same storyline in three different languages, so that's not a valid reason why we wouldn't watch films that are in different languages. We copy-paste English films in our own languages then. Who's to say you won't learn something from a Polish film or an Italian film? I think we should use our films to break down barriers and it will also bring us together like the World Cup games do. I'm not giving ratings. I don't believe in them because I don't believe that your tastes have anything to do with the quality of whatever it is that you're watching or listening or whatever. But I will, however, leave a link for you to watch if you're interested. So I asked whether people only watch films that are in languages that they understand. And it was more of a 50-50 on the socials, I think. I'm more of a story person, so if the story is good, language doesn't become a factor for me. So that's quite interesting. I'd like to thank everyone for participating in my questionnaire. If you have any more comments and anything you'd like to ask please do so you're welcome to ask at crystal ray on twitter and at illicil underscore essay on instagram leave a comment on this episode's post let's engage well this was an interesting episode to do but i thoroughly enjoyed it Thank you for visiting me this week. I always love and appreciate it. Loy left me a beautiful review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much. Please comment, share, like, review, and keep engaging seeds. This is our podcast, not mine only. So let's keep it going. Oh, and before I forget, <laughs> the podcast has moved to another website. I'll leave the link in the description. I've left a suggestion box there as well so that we can transform and grow this podcast together. Remember to DM your details if you'd like to be promoted on our podcast. It's completely free because we are dedicated to supporting artists and small business owners. I'm off. Thank you again for the listen. Stay you and take care of yourself, Seeds. <laughs>